This is Let's Talk to Lucy, starring Lucille Ball. A very warm welcome to you all. I'm Gary Morton, and now, let's talk to Lucy. Hi, this is Lucy. This is Lucy with a great big treat in store for you today. I have as my guest one of the most popular male vocalists in the business, Mr. Andy Williams. Andy Williams, I understand you're the father of a brand new baby boy. Congratulations. Thank you, Lucy. I, I'm really uh, thrilled about the boy. Because <laughs> I figured that if I have, I had one girl yes. named Noelle, and my wife wanted a, girl, a, a boy the first time. Now, the second time, I figured that if I gave her another girl, the third time, the pressure would be so difficult for me, I wouldn't be able to go to the hospital. I'd be frightened to death. So now, it's, uh, now we have one of each. And the next time, you know... Are you planning anything. a large family? Well, we bought a big house. I guess you are. The answer is yes, uh, huh? I would like to have four or five children, yeah. Well, you probably shall. Well, where is your large house? Well, we bought a house in Holmby Hills. Beautiful. And uh, when we first bought it, when we first saw it, we thought it was just perfect yeah. for us. Yeah. And then the people moved out, and we thought, well, maybe we'll move a window here. And I'll maybe, well, the bathroom could be modernized. <laughs> By the time two days had gone by, we had decided to do it over. And uh, now it looks like a bomb hit it. <laughs> we'll be moving in in about uh, three months, I think. Oh, you haven't moved in yet? No. Well, it sounds like a, a wonderful home that you're going to have for many, many years. How much ground around it? It's about two and a half acres. And perfectly safe for the children? Yes, because it's all fenced in. There's one area in back of a swimming pool that uh, is a hill, uh -huh. but there's a, it would be impossible for them to get there without climbing over a six-foot How old is fence. your little girl now? She's about ready to climb over the six-foot fence. Yeah. She's uh, 19 months. Oh, dear. Will you have a fence around the pool? Yes. Yeah, that's well, a worry. That's the first thing to do. That's a worry, yes, until they... Well, it takes like five or six years old, and even then you never leave them alone for a second. Are you from a large family? Yes. How many exactly? I just know of... Six. Six, really? Six children. Sisters and brothers? Uh, one sister and four brothers. Uh-huh. One boy died when he was very young. Uh-huh. Um, my three brothers and I started singing together when we were very little. And uh, up until I was about uh, 23 years old when I started singing alone. So we were, by necessity, a very close family. Yes. And uh, I kind great. of uh, missed it when I wasn't married and when I was away working by myself. And now that I am married and we have two children, I'm beginning to feel now a little more like I did when I was living at home. It's a good feeling. What a nice thing to say, Andy. Well, you see, I'm that's not. why America loves you, because that sort of thing that you say sincerely and say so easily, they know you mean, you really mean. That comes over in your singing. I love your show. I love watching you. You have an hour show next year? Yes. And uh, are you going to have that wonderful young group that everyone's so crazy the about? The Osmond Brothers? Yes, they will be on. Oh, they're adorable. I they just are. They're, love them. They're, uh, they, again, you know, are a great family, much larger than ours. There are nine children in the Osmond family. It's the most beautiful family I ever knew. Except they, yours. Well, except ours, yes. Tell me, when your uh, mother and father allowed you to sing together as little fellas, where did they start you? In school? At home? In church? Where? In church. Mm -hmm. uh, I was born in a town called Wall Lake, Iowa. Oh. Population 749. I'm sure you've heard about it. Lucky boy. <laughs> and our, uh, there were about, I think, seven or eight or nine churches mm -hmm. in Wall Lake. One and, for each uh, family. One for each family. We belonged to the Presbyterian Church. Uh -huh. 
And they came to my father one day and asked him if he would form a choir. And he got together about 11 people to be in the choir and then found out there was nobody out there to listen to it. <laughs> because there, there were very few people in our church. And, uh, well, there were very few people in the town, really, when you divided them up between the different churches. So he formed a choir of my mother and my brother Bob and my brother Don. And then as we got older, my brother Dick and I and Janie, we started singing with the choir. Don't you think it's marvelous of a family to do that? To... I think it's wonderful. Ugh. The Osmond family, I think, started the same way. They're Mormons, and they came from Ogden, Utah, and um, they used to sing in the Mormon church. My father, I think, uh, got transferred to Des Moines, Iowa. He was in the uh, railway mail service, worked on a train sorting mail. Oh. So we moved to Des Moines, and uh, no longer then singing in the same Presbyterian church that we did in Wall Lake. And he thought, well, why don't they go on the radio and sing hymns on Sunday morning? So we started on WHO in Des Moines, Iowa, singing hymns. And then uh, somebody offered us a show in the evening singing, like, Stephen Foster songs. Yes. We did that, and then we gradually got into more modern songs. We, uh, my father bought a Wilcox Gay Recorder. Mm. Yes. Remember those? And they yes. used, to, used to make the paper records at home. Yes. <clears throat> and we used to take off the uh, Merrimacks. On yes. The old Fred Allen radio show. Yes. And then we had copy their song, their uh -huh. harmony, uh -huh. sang it the next day on the radio show. We did the same thing with the King Sisters. We did the same with the Modern Airs. And nobody seemed to mind, you know, when you're on a local radio station. And the, They're flattered. I think so. Of course, if One they time, know about it at all. Glenn Miller came through Des Moines, and um, the Modern Airs, my father called and said, could we come by and sing a song for you? And they were amazed. We knew all their records. All their, uh, not their records, but things they had done on the radio. Their arrangements. We did the same with, <laughs> yeah, with the Mary Max. But uh, we were so little, you know, I was um, uh, seven years old, eight years old. And my older brother Little Bob did was... they know you would grow up to usurp their business. Well, not exactly. And you know something? Our time has been usurped. How about Already? that? Yeah, you see, it oh goes very God. quickly. But you promised to be with me for a couple of days, so I'm really going to get into the life of Andy Williams, if you will allow me, because okay. I'm very interested, and I'm sure my listeners will be. Thank you for today, Andy, and uh, I'll see you tomorrow. I'll be here. Well, it was certainly pleasant to have Andy Williams with us today. And don't forget, he'll be our guest again tomorrow. Please tune in. Bye for now. Hi, this is Lucy. And again today, my guest is the one and only Andy Williams. Well, it's nice to be back. <laughs> well, thank you, I Andy. I think I'm going to bring my uh, camping equipment and just stay right here on the We would the be line. delighted. We have a lot of questions we want to ask you. And now, Andy Williams... Yesterday, after the show, you were telling me about a project in which you are very interested called Freedom from Hunger, and I'd like our listeners to hear something about it. Well, Lucy, I'm not uh, really an authority on this subject. But, you just uh, have to be interested, that's all. Well, I'm, that I am. I'm really interested. The uh, statistics show that there are uh, more than 3 billion people who live on this earth. That's a lot of, a lot of people. And 50% of these people are ill-fed or at least underfed. And many are continually hungry, and some are starving, which is a sad commentary. And on top of this, we have the uh, problem of uh, the population explosion. Uh, it's predicted that within the next 35 years, there will not be 3 billion, but more than 6 billion people living on the earth. So it, uh, it is necessary to start attacking the problem right now. And basically, it's a program designed to help people to help themselves. And there are, there are nearly 100 countries participating in this campaign right really? now. Really? Yes. 100 countries? 
it's amazing what some of the, uh, the teenagers in countries like uh, Norway, Sweden, Denmark, some of the Nordic countries uh, have been doing to raise money. In uh, Sweden alone, $550,000 was raised by teenagers in four weeks by washing cars, by um, babysitting, having rummage uh, sales where they'd get people to give old things that were up in the attic and then selling them to other people at a uh, very small, low price. The United States is the one country that has really not got behind this Freedom From Hunger campaign, and it's, um, it was started by President Kennedy here. He allotted a certain amount of money, I think it was $15 million, to go into research. Uh, scientists, chemical engineers developed all kinds of uh, chemicals to make the food grow twice as much as it has. Now, if half the people in the world are starving and they have been able to prove that they can grow twice as much food in the same amount of land that we're using now, it's possible that nobody would go hungry one night, which would be, uh, you know, the best thing that ever happened for all of us. So I'm uh, very interested in this, and the campaign has just got started. Uh, people can send in donations if they wanted. Let's start uh, right from the beginning now, Andy, how we help people help themselves. Now, is this just money we want, or do we want to start programs like the other countries have with our teenagers, for instance? That's what we should do, is start the program for the teenagers, and through the teenagers, they will get their parents interested in it. And I know that lots of teenagers will, are hearing you right now, and they'll say, gee, that sounds great, and I know a little bit about it, I want to know more about it, and I would love to start that. Now, how do they start within their own communities? Well, in the Los Angeles area, the idea is to get behind a program that we're going to put on at the Hollywood Bowl on June 6th. But my and, listeners are all over America. Well, I don't know exactly what they can do outside of the Los Angeles area right now, except that we can give them a post office box in which they can send uh, money for this really worthwhile cause. Now, the idea is not to give the money to the people in other countries who are starving. The idea is to give these people in the other countries the equipment and the know-how so that they can develop their own land that isn't being developed now and feed themselves. What is this post office box, Andy? They can send it to me, Andy Williams, in care of Freedom From Hunger, Beverly Hills, California. I think you're going to be inundated with letters, Andy, and I hope you are. I, I do, too, because... Uh, it's a marvelous idea, and especially a wonderful cause for the young people of America, and I think they're forever looking for causes these days, some place to expend their energies. A lot of these kids ha know what it is to go hungry. A lot of them have been hungry. And they, it's been proven that these kids are the best workers for this kind of a campaign. That's right. They can accomplish wonders. So if you would send in a penny or a nickel or a dime or a dollar or whatever you can spare, send it to me, Andy Williams, in care of Freedom From Hunger, Beverly Hills, California. Thank you, Andy. I think that's wonderful. Tell me, Andy, uh, when your children get a little older, are you going to uh, have rules and regulations as a daddy that... Uh, you're going to really adhere to, you're going to make up your mind how they're going to be raised and stick to it? I don't know. I really can't say because um, Claudine and I were talking about this very same thing yesterday. Um, whether the children should be given an allowance or whether they should uh, work for the quarter or 50 cents that they're going to get a week 
And by working, I mean doing dishes or something. And many people believe that if you do it in that way and not give them an allowance, uh, they have a better feeling of... Um, it's of very difficult for us out here. You know that, Andy. They have perhaps a larger, more beautiful, more spacious home than some of the other children in the world do. They have a better climate. They have a freedom that a lot of other people don't have. They have comparisons that are not too healthy when it comes to, uh, oh, clothes, toys, uh, things that they get to see and do, many yes, more things than other right. children have. It's very difficult for the parents out here to decide just where to draw the line. Can you believe it? I have to draw the line. Our time is up again today. Oh, no, Can we really? continue in this vein tomorrow? I'd love to. I'll All be right, back. you give some thought now to your family in the future. I'll think about it. Thank you, Andy. And my thanks to all of you for listening today and for your many letters. Please keep them coming. Remember the address, Let's Talk to Lucy, Desilu Studios, Hollywood, California. And remember, too, Andy Williams will be back again tomorrow. Hope you'll join us. Bye for now. Hi, this is Lucy, and again today my guest is Andy Williams, one of the most popular male vocalists in the country today. He's a young man who is a credit to the industry and the father of a brand-new baby boy. Andy, dear, with yes, your little Lisa. boy and your little girl and your beautiful wife, we mentioned yesterday that uh, you are right now in the process of trying to make up a few rules, perhaps, for bringing up your very wonderful family. And this interests us very much because my listeners are family people. And uh, it's wonderful to get an early start with some of these things. And we would be interested in knowing what uh, you and Claudine perhaps thought up as your first well, steps and. In what? Discipline? Uh, teaching them to do what? Well, right now, Noel is going through a terrible thing of touching everything. Now we've gone through the, the, um, the bit of slapping the hand and saying, no, 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 no. So now all she does when she goes up to something she knows she shouldn't do, she says, no, 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 and does it anyway. <laughs> so I don't know. I really, uh, I really don't know what to do as far as that, but I'm sure they grow out of it. Sure. I guess as long as we give them a great deal of love and uh, understanding that uh, the things will work out. One thing we did decide, though, since we couldn't figure out any of the answers, was not to uh, predetermine what we were going to do and stick by them. Uh, not to say, for instance, uh, gee, I never had anything when I was a kid, so I'm going to give my child everything. Or just the opposite, not to say, uh, my father gave me everything and see how rotten I turned out. I'm not going to give my kid a thing. <laughs> uh, we've just decided to go along and... Uh, you had a pretty good example in your family, Andy with your father and mother. Oh, right? yes, they, you, you they were marvelous. You are quite up, uh, upstanding, is that the word? Yes, that's young, a good word. Uh, young <laughs> men, and I think if you did as your daddy did, you wouldn't be far off the track. My father, as I recall, always treated us more or less as adults. He talked to us uh, on the level that he would talk to an adult, and at the beginning, maybe we didn't understand him, but it wasn't very long before uh, we knew what he was talking about. He never, ever talked to us in baby talk, which I think is a big mistake, because a child can learn how to say cat as well as putty tat. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, they begin to sound pretty silly around 14 years old, going around saying putty tat. Uh, Even though there is a song that is the hit at the moment called putty tat. That's right. <laughs> but anyway, uh, we don't talk baby talk to the children. Um, I would like to be called papa instead of daddy. Why is that? Well, only because I think it sounds a little more French, and my daughter looks very French. She, Claudine is French, isn't Claudine's she? Claudine's French. My, she's beautiful. She's a pretty girl. Did you pick her uh, first for her beauty, and then what? 
Well, I think I picked her first for her beauty because it was her beauty that attracted me to her. That, of course. Uh, that got me to say, gee, I would like to meet that girl. Like the bee to the honey. Then I met that girl, and uh, then I fell in love with her. Uh, it wouldn't have made any difference, I'm sure, if she hadn't been as pretty. I would have fallen in love with her anyway. Where did you She's, meet her? Uh, I met her in Paris the first time at a party. Then I, I didn't see her again for about six months, and I was working in Las Vegas. And she was working in Las Vegas with a show called The Folie Berger. And she came by and she says, Hello, uh, you remember I, uh, we met in Paris? And I said, Yes, what are you doing here? She's a ballet dancer. Wonderful. She had studied since the time she was three years old, and she was an actress on the stage in France. And she said, Well, I, I uh, met a girlfriend of mine on the street in Paris, and she said that she was going to America. And I said, Well, how are you going? And she said, Well, you can go too if you want to go as a can-can dancer. <laughs> So she said, I didn't, I'd had no experience as a can-can dancer, but my ballet uh, training and dancing uh, classes, it was very easy for her to get the job as a can-can dancer. So she was here, and she stayed for about a year and a half as a can-can dancer in the show. And we started going together, and then I asked her if she would um, like to get married. You and did she that? Had, she had to think about it a little bit, and she went home to Paris. Well, she, she thought about it, and then she said... She, How long did she think? About a month. Good heavens, Andy. And then she uh, said, yes, she would like to come back and get married, but she couldn't get out of the country. <laughs> oh! And so I called um, Goddard Lieberson, who is the head of Columbia Records, and I said, do you know anybody in Washington that might be able to speed up these papers things? Because she had come over on a work permit, and uh, the work permit, I guess, had expired. Now she couldn't get back in the United States, and she had to get... Uh, a visitor's visa or something, and uh, was uh, unable to get one, and I wanted to marry her. So Goddard Lieberson put me in touch with the head of the um, United States Embassy in France, and I went over there, got on a plane, went over there and talked to him. I told him I wanted to marry this girl, and could he please fix it so that she could get the papers and come back. And he was a father of six children who two years before had been stationed in the United States, and his family was a big fan of mine on the television. <laughs> so he said, of course. And he filled out forms, and she came in and signed them, and I brought her back, and we got married uh -huh. in Bel Air, How California. How long have you been married now? About three years. And you're planning a very large family, well, you told me yesterday. You have the Claudine large Claudine is, uh, now, is, the new baby is only about two weeks old, and she doesn't want to talk about a large no, family I know. right now. <laughs> I know. But I'll give her another two or three months, and then we'll start talking about it again. Does she miss show business? Not at all. The only thing is she was really a, is really a fine actress. I know, and she's so beautiful. She must get lots of offers. That must she be. does get some parts, although they aren't the kind of parts that she wants. She doesn't want to play a French girl, necessarily, just to play a, uh, you know, because she has an accent. Uh, she played on uh, Mr. Novak. She played a Iranian girl, and she was really marvelous on the show. Well, good. Uh, now that she has two children, she doesn't miss it as much as she thought not. she would. But uh, I'm sure that when the right part comes up on television, if it isn't a movie that takes her away from home, I don't object. You know, Andy, and she, the first time, uh, the first time uh, I saw you to get to know you at all was when you were with Kay Thompson. Yes. My, that was an exciting act. It really was the uh, most unusual act at oh, the time. There hasn't been anything that exciting or that unusual since. Our time is up again today. I have enjoyed talking with you so much. 
and I hope my listeners have enjoyed it as much. I'm sure they have. Thank you very much for asking me. Thank you, Andy. This certainly has been an exciting week for me, having Frank Sinatra and Andy Williams as my guests. Have a pleasant weekend, drive carefully, and we'll see you all on Monday. Bye. Are you loving Let's Talk to Lucy? Then you have a real treat in store for you. A new episode is being released every week on the SXM app and wherever you listen to podcasts.